What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. I'm your host, Justin Roman. And guys, first of all, I hope everyone had a safe, a wonderful, I hope everyone is having a uh, wonderful day today, a wonderful, a wonderful afternoon. Um, but guys, I decided to come on here just because, hey, um, we are, we are, you know, we are less than, what, three weeks away from, uh, the NFL preseason, um, obviously, guys, um, you know, um, NFL training camp, um, it's, it's officially begun, you know, we're gonna be seeing some interesting matchups happening, um, obviously, we're gonna see what happens in training camp for the New York Giants, um, I'm very excited to see um, who's going to be making it to the 53-man roster. Um, so, yeah. But, guys, I'm not here to talk about that, really. I'm here to talk about Saquon Barkley. Yep, guys, we are in the month of July. And, obviously, the Giants have this week and two more weeks to hopefully get a deal done, um, you know, now there's been talk, you know, um, I've been, um, I've been, um, I've been digging in on the Saquon Barkley situation, and there's, there's a report that, 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 uh, made my heart stop beating, uh, it made my heart, uh, stop beating fast, because, you know, I was, Every time I look up Saquon, every time I look up the situation between Saquon Barkley and the Giants, my heart races. But there was a report that there might be some optimism that the Giants and Saquon Barkley can get can get a deal done. You know, um, I you know, um, I forgot. I forgot what was in the report. I that, like that was the only thing I heard. But when I heard that there there's optimism that there might be a chance that deal does get done, I was I was I was I, like I, I can't I can't describe it. I I was very I, I would say I was very uh, I was very relaxed after I heard that. Because I was like, okay, there's still, t- there. Hey, at least, at least we got some good. At least we got something good out of this whole situation. Um, you know, um, obviously everyone, you know, CBS Sports and every uh, news station that talks about sports, everyone's been talking about Saquon Barkley and the Giants and how Saquon Barkley shouldn't be asking for 16 million dollars, which is understandable because everything I was saying, everything I've been saying for the past five, six, seven months is, you know, it's very relatable to everyone's, what everyone right now is saying. I said, you guys, like you got every, you guys heard what I said. Everyone heard what I said. I said, Saquon, he shouldn't be getting paid uh, $16 million. And I'm not saying, and look, I didn't say that 
to, I, I didn't say that to uh, say that. I never said that to really say, oh, this guy, he's not, when healthy, he, he doesn't, he, he's not one of the best running backs. I never said that. Saquon Barkley, he's playing for a position that it's not, you know, no one really, no one really uh, cares about the running backs, uh, running back position because we're not in that era anymore where running backs took over the show. We are in the quarterbacks league now. You know, quarterbacks run this era. And that's why Daniel Jones got more money. That's why Daniel Jones got paid. Because Daniel Jones, he's playing a position that's more valuable and more, you know, more GMs want to use. It's the quarterback. Why do you think in every MVP conversation you see nothing but quarterbacks? The only not the only player that didn't play quarterback was Michael Parsons, and he doesn't even play running back. He's a he's a he's a he's a defender, you know. Saquon, and not only that, but let's look at Saquon Barkley's overall. Let's look at it. Let's look at his uh, whole career. Saquon only had. This is Saquon Barkley's second season. This is Saquon Barkley's only best. Like he only had two good years, his rookie year and the, and last year. Those were the only times he had really good seasons. So it's very understandable on the Giants' part. What the New York Giants are saying is this: We're not paying you because we don't believe in you. We're not paying you because of your overall history. You got an injury problem. You can't stay healthy. And we're not going to pay you this much money if you keep it. Like, what if it happens again? That's a bad deal. Look at we are, like. Look what happened with the Russell Wilson deal. Everyone killed Russell Wilson. You know, and the reason why I'm comparing Russell, and the reason why I'm trying to compare the Russell Wilson situation to Saquon Barkley because Russell Wilson got, he got, you know, he got a big contract. Russell Wilson, he's one, of, he's one of the uh, highest paid quarterbacks in the league. And look what happened: Russell Wilson struggled, and everyone killed Russell Wilson. You know, Saquon Barkley wants to become the highest paid running back. Because he believes, you know, because he believes that he's one of the best running backs. There's no question, you know, but $16 million, that's very risky. And I'm not, no one's saying that because no one believes in Saquon Barkley. People are saying that because they're trying to save his career. If Saquon gets all, like, look what happened. Like, look what happened to every running back that acts for more money that they're not even like look what happened to every running back that acts for a price range that they don't that they really know that they're not worth and they get paid and then they end up playing and then look what happens they get hurt and then they're useless you know and then now they're a free agent and no one wants that you know it's the same story with every running back it happened to Ezekiel Elliott it happened to Todd Gurley. It happened to Le'Veon Bell. You know, it happened to every running back. You know, and 
the reason why I the reason why I'm still confident though because I know Saquon's smarter than that. I don't think Saquon is going. Uh, you know, like I think Saquon is not going to ask for that much when he, there's a really good when there's a really good chance that he could get hurt again and like that deal he asked for for 16 million dollars that's off the table you know so it it's tough um it's tough because I I really like Saquon you know but you know what they say it's not hard to find another running back you know I think Saquon will play because let's not forget the New York Giants did draft running back from Oklahoma, Eric Gray. And Eric Gray, there's a reason why the Giants drafted him. Eric Eric Gray is clearly he is clearly going to be the next he's clearly going to be the starting running back for the Giants if Saquon Barkley doesn't if he doesn't like if Saquon doesn't like if Saquon doesn't agree to the franchise tag, Air Gray's gonna start. Cause that's why you go into the draft. For situations like this, you know. So I feel like, you know, and Saquon wants to go to the Giants. He wants to be in New York. The Giants, Joe Shane has already admitted he wants Saquon. I think it all goes down to Saquon. If Saquon can't accept this offer, if he can't accept the $14 million offer, then the Giants are just going to, they're just going to, they're just going to, hey, that was nice talking to you. You know, we, we want you a part of this organization, but we're not going to pay you this amount of money when we all know for a fact that you have been dealing with injuries. And if we pay you all this money and you get hurt, what's going to happen? Saquon Barkley is going to have no explanation. The only thing Saquon Barkley is going to say is that I made a mistake and I should have listened in the first place. But, you know, that's not Saquon Barkley. Because Saquon Barkley, you know, he doesn't make mistakes. You know, I feel like Saquon is going to understand. And I've, you know, and like I said before, I'm going to say it again. Saquon, he's going to acknowledge that the Giants are not signed. They're not giving him this money because they don't believe in me. They're not giving me all this money because they care about my career. Because if I get hurt again, you know what? Like, what's going to happen? <sighs> you know? So, look it. That's all I got to say. Um, another thing I would want to say is this. To negotiate, Saquon Barkley's negotiation with the Giants, it didn't have to play out the way these normally go. You know what I mean? Inevitably, at some point before the July fifteenth uh, deadline, the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley will come to some kind of, a, you know, will come to some kind of agreement on a contract or a tender. 
like I said, Saquon is more valuable to the Giants brand than the average running back, you know, and the Giants desire to be the kind of, of place that keeps likable, highly drafted folks around for as long as possible is also about average. On Barkley's end, being a being a work being a working running back with you know with um with an average with an above average paycheck is better than being a Le'Veon Bell like a curiosity. Someone who ultimately never recovered from an optic standpoint for sitting out an entire season in protest of you know the, I would say the draconian franchise tag rules. Le'Veon Bell also got incredibly lucky from a financial standpoint. Given his disadvantage, uh, given his disadvantages position, finding a desperate uh, New York Jets club intent on bidding against itself, Saquon would have no such suitor. You know, as a as a football viewing public, going for this familiar ride, it's a bit tiresome to watch the performance again. You know, it's formula, uh, it's formulaic, you know, you know, it's formulaic, like a horror movie in which we are sure the protagonist will venture into the dangerous, uh, dimly lit attic against all laws of common sense before somehow finding their way out. Someone from the team side leaks a generous offer that was turned down to embarrass the player or paint him as greedy. The player publicly stands his ground and pretends there is somewhere else he'd rather be, like moving his family and setting up a new life infrastructure. Uh, setting, up, setting up a new life infrastructure is something he'd uh, do for fun. Then, as the deadline approaches, we're magic. You know, we magically forget about the animosity of the previous months, and all is well. When the eleventh hour part, uh, when the eleventh hour pact is reached, unless it isn't, you know, like while these uh, while these uh, machinations have a purpose, a general manager has a responsibility to their ownership to financially maximize each player, while a player has a responsibility to his family, uh, to his family agent and his players union union as a whole to maximize a deal with a limited time frame for potential uh, career earning it's worth wondering either they still make sense especially from the standpoint of an nfl team especially when there are so many tools that facilitate friendlier and more empowering negotiations it's also worth wondering either it creates kind of emotional hangover that can linger throughout the course of an NFL season. You know, like as one as one NFL agent um, said, a team's job is to win games, not negotiations. The interference, like the interference, of course, is that even a slightly happier, less emotionally and financially grinded down player helps create a better environment. And look at I look at yes, I recognize quoting. You know, an agent wondering why teams don't give players a little more money is like quoting a bank robber wondering like, wondering why security has to be so tough on board the Brinks truck. The agent described the fight until the deadline approach as a mental crutch for everyone involved, thus allowing unreasonable demands to become 
reasonable again for one side. I feel like the question we should be asking ourselves when it comes down to this uh, big situation, how can this not create lingering resentment? Like, would a team would a team willing to end this charade and thus earn itself a reputation as a more sensible and player-friendly organization see the benefits compound over time, making up for any minor increase in financial expense? Similarly, if the fault is truly on the agent, perhaps, for example, Saquon Barkley's camp, Saquon Barkley's camp sees him as a player who transcends the running back market instead of someone who simply deserves to top the market financially, which then places the agency in the camp of the unreasonable party. Wouldn't they be servicing their clients better by presenting more realistic scenarios instead of subjecting them to this hardline process in which feelings will get hurt? Isn't a season in which a player feels happier and more respected by his employer ultimately more beneficial to everyone? You know, like, we're seeing now that most employers across the country have figured out one basic truth. Working sucks. Working sucks. They have kept this in mind as they try to entice a workforce to come back to the office after three plus years of home-cooked meals, midday walks, and naps from the Zoom camera turned off. While some have approached the situation by penalizing workers, others have increased the perks to compensate for the aforementioned wisdom surrounding the soul-crushing potential of a 9-to-5 office grind. You know, charitable donations for office day served. You know, catered meals, more more flexible hours, summer Fridays. It is not nothing coming at negotiations from a more humble perspective especially with the knowledge that working in football also kind of sucks. Long hours, a very short window of earning power, 100% injury rate, will be far better than trying to defeat them in some capacity through a series of tactics and uh, manufacturers. Um, <clears throat> look at uh, And maneuvers. I meant, I meant to say maneuvers. All I'm saying is this, look. I understand that NFL clubs are businesses, but it's not hard to imagine that adopting the same attitude that they are lucky to have the employee and are thus willing to pay for it would lead to a healthier environment, not only with the star player, but throughout the locker room and organization. It's not necessarily the franchise. It's not necessarily the franchise that spends the most money. It it's the franchise that spend the money at their disposal in a way that conveys trust and respect and appreciation. I also understand that arguably the most infamous and revered culture ever built in the NFL was that of Bill Belichick's Patriots, which earned players trust by supplying them with valuable on-field intelligence and resources, but was ultimately best known for, you know, for its cutthroat. And, you know, impersonal nature. Even the best player was a routine, you know, even the best player was routinely asked to take less money. But how many times have we seen that culture successfully recreate, uh, re- uh, recreated despite numerous attempts? I'm not looking, I'm not, ad- I'm not advocating 
for a creation of the anti-patriots. But I am asking teams, you know, either applying that same uh, rigor or cool uh, depersonal, uh, depersonalization to their own setup has a better chance of immediate success than, you know, avert warmth and compassion. You know, look at even small subtle shifts in reframing the grounds on which negotiation negotiations are based have led to massively successful changes in outcome perception. I mean, here's an example that was recently cited in the Harvard Business Review. There is a study there is a study after study about the benefits of an empowered and happy workforce. Instead of seeking that out uh, instead of seeking that out, though, all sides seem to prefer this familiar loop. It should be said, by the way, that the Giants, you know, that the Giants Saquon standoff, the Giants and Saquon standoff, has been on the friendly and respectful end of the spectrum. And that, you know, this is, this is more of an entry point into discussing the larger topic. All sides prefer a situation where there is a winner and a loser. But what if a team wasn't losing by giving a little more? What if a player wasn't winning by defending an unreasonable position or listening to an agent willing to entertain as much? What if we realized that going in and spared ourselves a summer of anonymous insults and barbs, which no matter how inhuman and task-orientated we claim to be, we... You know, we will sit bur- you know, we'll, we will sit buried somewhere in our physique. All I'm saying is this. Especially in the most competitive of environments, there is room need really for peace. Recognizing that keeps everyone on the same team. You know, that's all I gotta say. Um what I'm, what I'm basically trying to say is this. Working does suck, you know, especially in football. You got to, you know, you got to, you know, you got to, um, you got to, you got to stay on top of your schedule. You got to, you got to, you know, you got to, you know, you got to work out every day. You know, it, it's hard, you know, but that's what, but look at I would rather play in the NFL than waking up nine to five every day working for a job that's, you know, working for a job that really doesn't care about me. All they care about is themselves and just making more money and trying to build more power into their business. Um, that's really all they care about, you know. It's like it's like uh it's like a trade. You give me you work for me, I'll give you something in return, you know it's basically like that, you know, so it's, it sucks, it's tough, um, but this is just tough, you know, but the NFL, it's, it's fun, it's a, it's a fun kind of work, you know, you get to go outside and you get to hit people, you get to, you know, you get to, um, you get to laugh, you don't get to wake up, look handsome, you know, you don't, like, you know, you don't have to wake up and, um, look stylish. You get to wake up, brush your teeth, take a shower, and just go on to the practice field. That's all you do. But the tough part about it 
is the conditioning, the work, you know, trying to stay healthy, eating foods that you don't want to eat, you know, like, it's those kind of things, but hey, it's, it's better than, it's better than, uh, waking up every day for a, for, it's better than waking up dealing with a lot of people, you know, you don't, you don't deal with a lot of people, if, you know, like, all you deal with is your teammates and your coaches, and the film room, that's all you deal with, you know, that's all I'm saying, so, like, I still believe Saquon and the Giants will get the deal done, because Saquon, he means everything, he means a lot to the Giants, more than the Giants mean a lot to him, you know, you know, so, that's all I gotta say, and like I said before, Dave Gutterman's not here anymore, guys. Joe Shane is. And ever since Joe Shane came into uh, the front office, like I told you guys this before, I'm a big fan of Joe Shane. I trust everything he does. You know, Joe Shane in his first year didn't really build the Giants all the way, and the Giants still made the postseason. And look at the Giants are even better. Joe Shane, he knows, you know, he's a, Joe Shane is a, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. In my opinion, he's a great GM. And it's crazy that I say that because we're only going, you know, this is Joe Shane's only second second year as a GM, and I'm already calling him, I'm already saying that he's a great GM, you know. But he's shown me that he is a great GM, you know, by the, by the decisions he's making, by, by him caring for the salary cap. I'm just loving it. I think Joe Shane, you know, and I, I believe Joe Shane is going to get something done here and we'll end this whole drama and we'll move on, you know, so that's all I got to say. Um, and there's still time, you know, but yeah, guys, um, that's all I got to say about that. Um, let me know how do you guys feel about my talk about the Saquon Barkley situation. Um, and yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, let me know how you guys let me know how you guys felt about what I say about this whole thing. And I'll get right back at you guys. Um, yeah. Um, but so far that's all I have for you guys today. I'll keep you guys updated for more news about the New York Giants <coughs> or more lists if I have any if I have any for you guys. So stay tuned for that. But until then, guys, I'm out. Peace.